0: Hallelujah. I think God wants to do something miraculous here today. I'm so glad that you are here, and I trust and pray that you'll be able to be a part of this spiritual emphasis over the next few weeks. Would you make our evangelists feel welcome, Brother Josh Perrin? God bless you in Jesus' name. And praise the Lord, everybody. What a wonderful group of God we had this morning in the service already. Just an excellent presence of God in in this service also. And I give honor to Bishop and Pastor. and And I just told them this morning, this church is always progressing. And the vision seems to get larger and larger. You're so blessed to have their leadership. I hope you appreciate their guidance in your personal lives and your family's life. Amen. And the more you do for them the more god will do for you and so it's a blessing that you have them in your life and i give them honor today and I give honor to my beautiful wife and my three kids and sleep has has left our house and uh, we would pray for it to come back in jesus name amen but we're so glad to be here with you and, and the princess has arrived this morning she is here and so i <clears throat> don't bring your little boys over to say hello They could say hi from a distance. Praise God. I told her she can date when she's dead. Uh, Genesis, every father agreed with me though, I'm guessing, amen. amen. Genesis chapter 22, verse 9, Exodus 17, verse 13, Judges chapter 6, verse 22. It's an honor to be here with you today. Great crowd, summertime, and I feel the word from the Lord this morning. Genesis 22, verse 9 through 14. They came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there, laid the wood in order, bound Isaac his son, laid him on the altar upon the wood. Abraham stretched forth his hand, took the knife to slay his son. The angel of the Lord called unto him out of the heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, Here am I he said lay not thine hand upon the lad neither do thou anything unto him for now i know that thou fearest god seeing thou hast not withheld thy son thine only son from me abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt sack offering instead of his son And abraham called the name of that place jehovah jireh someone say jehovah jireh as it is said to this day in the mount of the lord shall be seen exodus 17 verses 13 through 16 this is where moses has his hands up on the mountain as joshua is fighting down in the valley the bible said joshua discomfited amalek and his people with the edge of the sword the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Verse 15 And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. Somebody say, Jehovah Nisi. For he said, Because the Lord hath sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Judges chapter 6, verse 22 through 24. Bible said, when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face, the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, for thou shalt not die. Verse 24, then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord, called it Jehovah Shalom. Someone say Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day is it yet in Ophrah of the Beas I want to talk to you this morning from the subject, build it, kill it name it build it kill it name it lord jesus thank you for the anointing of the holy ghost I can feel your presence in this place today. I worship you for what you're about to do. Release the gift of faith in here. Let great things happen. I magnify you for your power and for your authority and for your name. Your name is above every other name. I I love you, Jesus. Have your way tonight. Anoint me and anoint the people also in Jesus' name. Would you clap your hands to the Lord one more time this morning? Praise God. And you may be seated. In the Old Testament, when they would build an altar unto the Lord, it would take quite a bit of time, quite a bit of effort, quite a bit of sweat. They would carry rocks from great distances, searching for rocks and stones and pile them up on a heap. And where they would build this altar unto God They didn't just have a prayer meeting In the backyard when they wanted to talk to the Lord If they wanted to talk to God And expected the glory of God Or the fire of God or the spirit of God To visit them They knew they had to build an altar first For God to show up We have it easy today, we just come down to the altar But but in in those days They had to build the actual altar Before they actually prayed That's how awesome the encounter was In their minds, God's going to come visit me, so I must do something for him to get his attention. I must build an altar to get his attention and worship him. Some things only happen at the altar. Can I get a witness of that right there? You repented of your sins at the altar, you were filled with the Holy Ghost, most likely, at the altar. Several of you have been healed in this altar. Several of you in this room were delivered of an addiction at this altar. Miracles happen at the altar. You got married at an altar. Miracles happen. But at the altar It's amazing Nothing's wrong with the pew that you're sitting in But there's something about getting out of the pew And stepping down toward the altar And as you make your way down Usually expectation comes all on you That something is going to happen When I get down there Why? Because the altar is holy ground It's a sacred place And when you step down here Something consumes you The glory of God is in the atmosphere I love being in the pew But I love being in the altar even more there's something about the altar where I can expect the fire of God to fall in my life. Somebody said amen. And they would build these altars unto the Lord. It was priceless. Just the, just the opportunity to carry the rocks and drop them down and build their altar for the Lord. And then when they would build the altar, they would kill a sacrifice. They would kill some kind of animal and sacrifice it on the altar. They would tie it with cords and they would kill it and they would sacrifice it unto God. It was some type of flesh that had to die. They didn't just build an altar and expect God to show up, but They usually killed something for God to show up. In other words, they knew flesh has to die for something supernatural to follow. He is supposed to increase, therefore, I must decrease. There's got to be a death of flesh if I expect the fire of God to fall in my life. Anybody can pray the prayer and expect God to show up and move in their family and move in their house with no sacrifice connected to it. But if you add a sacrifice unto a prayer, There's some kind of expectation that gets a hold of you, that lets you know, I do have God's attention right now. This is not going to be in vain, but when I sacrifice for my need, something is going to happen when I pray unto God. flesh has... die. Something in me has to die to get God's attention. You cannot go to new levels of spiritual activity with the same levels of flesh that you have now. The Bible, Jesus said it actually. Flesh is flesh and spirit is spirit. No matter how much you dress up flesh, it will always be flesh. No matter how holy you are, you'll always have a flesh problem. Everyone that's in this room that is breathing has a flesh problem. Everyone has flesh. We are made of flesh. We were born into sin and shapen in iniquity that's why we need an invasion of the spirit of God daily into our lives of flesh why because if I live in the flesh constantly and never have the spirit of God consume me and control me and invade me then I walk in the flesh I'm led by the flesh I act out in the flesh I respond in the flesh I talk in the flesh but if I can get on my shataya, on my knees and find me in all Altar and build a sacrifice unto God. Therefore then the spirit of God begins to move where flesh control and flesh is in charge. And when the spirit takes over, the Bible said God is a consuming fire. And when God saturates flesh, the flesh begins to die. And the will of the spirit begins to take over. And I'd rather have the will of God in my life than the will of Josh. I'd rather have the spirit of God controlling me. And they would take that sacrifice and they would bind it to the altar. When you bring flesh to an altar and you kill it before go, whether it's an addiction or a stronghold or maybe something you do with your time and you take the time that's normally for your flesh and you put it in the spirit. Maybe you be on social media for three hours and instead you pray and read your Bible. Whatever. You take flesh time and make it spirit time. When you start sacrificing flesh and putting it on the altar, that is powerful. Powerful for your future because now God can help you with what you've been sacrificing Whatever is bound on earth is bound in heaven They would bind that flesh to the altar and they would kill it That's why we got some people that still struggle with addictions They've been delivered but they never bind the flesh to the altar They never sacrifice the flesh They build the altars, they show up on Sundays but they never sacrifice anything Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday And that's why they're constantly dealing with what they They used to deal with the of the Holy Ghost, before they got into church because they have the flesh, but they've never bound it to the altar. Once in a while, you've got to bind that flesh to the altar and say, you're going to die right here. That addiction's going to die this week. That that stronghold is going down this week. And when you bind it in the earth, it is bound in the heavens. And if you'll bind that flesh to the altar, the next time you get weak struggle. Remember one thing because you sacrificed it before. You can expect God to help you now because it's bound in the heaven. That may not get you shouting but I just gave somebody a key right now to the deliverance from their stronghold. If you will find that flesh you'll have strength going forward. And they would kill that flesh and this sacrifice I told them this morning and I'm sure Bishop and pastor have greater stories than I could ever tell you but I know there's something to killing the flesh and sacrificing that leads you into seasons of the favor of God I can go back to sacrifices in my personal life that I know let me just say it like this one sacrifice a great sacrifice will not just give you one blessing It will always take you into a season of blessings. Because there's something about a great sacrifice that pleases God so well that you begin to walk in the favor of God from what you gave up, what you let go. And there's something about, I wrote this down this morning, there is a sacrifice you could make that would change everything in your life. And when you sacrifice And you kill the flesh Stuff comes Rewards come Answers come I've, I was telling this morning I've, In the last five years I've been so I've seen my ministry to switch God did all kind of crazy stuff And let me see all these miracles and all these thousands of People get the Holy Ghost I don't know why But I do know five years ago He called me to a 40 day consecration That's nothing but with a straight sacrifice Let me tell you And when, we, when it was over with I was tired and exhausted And worn out But I know beyond the shadow of a doubt That the things I'm blessed with now are a product of a sacrifice that took place then and if i can tell you that these men can tell you far greater stories than that that when you sacrifice and give it all up for god god has far more to pour back into you than you could ever give out to him Uh, three three or four weeks ago, we were in Texas at a hotel. We were seeing Janae's grandparents down by the valley, uh, down by the border of Mexico. And We were at a hotel one night, and her grandparents were there. And, and they were uh, visiting the boys. The boys were jumping around the pool. I went to get dinner. I went and came back and put the dinner on the table outside the little pool there. And, and they had the little floaties on. And, and uh, I took the floaties off to sit there and eat dinner. And, and Grandpa was talking to me. Her Grandpa was talking to me. And I turned around, and Jet was at the bottom of the pool. And I don't know how I ran in, clothes phone keys everything obviously jumped in pulled him out God saved his life and then about four days later I w- we were in another city at a hotel on a Saturday night and God woke me up randomly in the middle of the night And I went out to the little living room of the hotel there and uh And uh, the boys were supposed to be sleeping out there in the bed and a little hide-a-bed thing and Jude was on the bed, but jet wasn't there and I was like what in the world the door was locked and I start calling out his name and all of a sudden he crawls out underneath the hide-a-bed with a butcher knife Knife. the kitchen the hotel kitchen had a butcher knife in the, in the drawer we didn't know about it and he sat out in the middle of the night got up opened that drawer found the knife and was crawling with it the tip up crawling he could have fallen on that but let me tell you something i know the devil tried to scare me but two years ago three years ago before he was born i went on a fast for that kid and i prayed for every day for god to protect him i already made a sacrifice they made a sacrifice Let me tell you something mom and dad Sacrifices you make this summer You may not see the evidence of it for your child next year But you just keep waiting Sooner or later When I saw that kid with a butcher knife And I knew God protected him My mind went right back to that sacrifice I knew that God had heard me Three years ago Because it's the protective hand of me. <laughs> Abraham in the Bible, you'll find a little thread, building altars, killing flesh, but then you'll find a little thread of naming altars. Abraham was the first one to do it, and he gets his boy up on the altar. It's powerful, by the way. He builds your altars big enough for your family to fit on them. He built an altar big enough for his 20-year-old son to lay on. Gets the wood in order, puts the kid on the altar. God said, kill your kid. Raises his knife up and God reaches out of heaven and says stop I hear you and the angel of the Lord speaks unto Abraham and says Don't we know you fear God and Abraham sees a ram caught in the thicket and He kills the ram and sacrifices instead of Isaac and he names that place Jehovah Jireh God hath seen it or the Lord is my provider Okay Jehovah Jireh God is my provider And then the angel tells him all these things Your your seed are going to possess the enemy's gates Sand of the seashore Stars of heaven All these innumerable blessings of favor Are coming to you Right after he he sacrifices something And then names the altar People that name the altar in the Bible Always named it after God God is this God is that God is this, God is that. The reason why you named the altar was because your sacrifice was so great to you that whenever the sacrifice was over, you knew God would be what you were sacrificing for. For the rest of your life, you would know I'll never have to worry about that again because this sacrifice, I'm declaring it that God from this point forward is going to be this in my life. This hurts me so much that God will be this when this is over to me. And Abraham said, God is my provider. And Abraham never worried one day, the rest of his life, for anything he needed to be. Why? Because if you will sacrifice and call God what he wants to be in your life, when you do that, God now becomes, what you just named him to become. Ready? We've got too many people wanting God to be this, but they've not sacrificed anything. So they're always begging God to provide, begging God to come through, but there's nothing on their altars. But you show me someone that knows God's their provider. I'll show you someone who's been sacrificed. I'll show you someone who's paid their tithes, who's given to the missions, who's sacrificing their family. If God has blessed them, I'll show you someone that knows about an altar that has a name said, God, from this point forward, you're my provider. A sacrifice can make you start calling him Jehovah Jireh every day. Oh you are my Jehovah Jireh, you are my provider. Some people in this build they just don't worry about anything because they have already been to the altar and they've already killed the flesh that was in the way. You don't matter what circumstance you could put them in, you could try to sue them for everything they own, and they would look back and smile and say, "God's going to make a way out of this. God's going to bring me out because I already know He's Jehovah Jireh, my prov-. Is there anybody that's ever had an encounter with Jehovah Jireh in this? building has God ever provided when you oh I wish I had more than 10 of you has God ever provided when you did not have the way out you didn't have the means you didn't have the answer you didn't have the money the connections but you had had built an altar somebody praise him right now for his provision he's the God that knows yesterday today and tomorrow he knows everything that you need I praise you, Jesus. He's Jehovah Jireh. And then you find another altar being built in the next book. Moses is up in the mountain. You've got to get this. This is revelation. He's got his hands up. He's the pastor. He's the bishop. He's the, he's the leader here. He's got the hands up. And as long as his hands are up, the, the, the people down in the valley fighting are winning the battle. And the second his hands get tired, they start losing the battle. And so they would look back up, and if they could see the hands of pastor stretched over them, they would know they're covered in the fight. And they kept giving them strength. By the way, commercial here, you need to always thank God for your pastor's covering. I'm going to take it one step further to the physical. Anytime the pastor's up here, and you see him stretching his hands over the audience, you ought to thank God for that right there. That's a signal that you're in victory that's a signal that victory is near you when the man of god has got his hands over you you might be in the heat of the battle and the devil telling you you're not going to survive but if your pastor is stretching his hands over you that's a covering you will survive this day you you will come out of this battle you will win this war you will be alive when this thing is over And, they, and Moses stretched forth those hands, and they won the battle against Amalek. And Amalek means flesh. <laughs> they killed flesh. That's so funny. And when they, when they got done, God told Moses, this is a big deal, Mo. Write this in a book and tell Joshua. In other words, the next generation. Rehearse it in his ears. In other words, I want everyone in the future to know about this victory. We, I said this morning, we got too many moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas with miracle stories that the kids have no idea about. Amen. And you know, this is going to sound crazy, but Junior, who's dealing with crazy addictions and strongholds, he, he looks at mom and dad, a holy and always been in church and always pray all the time. And grandma and grandpa have never sinned. And they look at them, wow, they can never relate to what I'm going through. Kids need to know that you were delivered. Some of you act like you have never been in sin, but I promise you, everybody in this room has a testimony of the grace and the mercy of God. And God told Moses, I want you to let the next generation know what I did for you. Because if you let them know what I did for you, it'll give them confidence I can move for them because they know what I did for you. Write it down. So, this, uh, this, in the Bible said Moses, he, he, he didn't just write it down. He built an altar. And he named it Jehovah Nisi. God is my banner. The Lord reigns in victory. Now, we, that's what Jehovah Nisi means. God is my banner. But listen, it's so funny because we, we just read that. Okay, the Lord's my banner. But in the, if you read your history, and, and the banner was this, what they would raise from the fort. When they were in the battle, they would look back and see the banner up in the, in the castle of the fort. No, that's where they could retreat to if the war got too hot. That's where the safety was. That was the banner was flying. If they got lost in the woods, they would look up and see the banner. That's, that all came from Moses' hands when Moses stretched up his hands, when they were down there fighting, they looked up and saw the man of God with his hands up. It was the banner that they were looking to in the battle that let them know we're going to be okay because the man of God is still covering us right now. That's why he's called. And when Moses said, I'm going to name the altar, I'm going to name it. What just happened? God is my banner. I was a banner to them, but when I can't make it through my battle, I look up to him because David said, I lift up mine eyes into the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the lord someone needs to remember right now the devil does not have your family the way he says he does if you will lift up your eyes you're still covered the banner's still flying and the answers are still in the atmosphere he said, he said I'm going to call him Jehovah Nisi. He's my protection. He's my banner. He's the one I look to when I'm overwhelmed. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock, that is. (laughs) some of us need to get our eyes off of everything around us and start lifting our eyes, lifting our heads. If you sit, stare at everything around you, you will be overwhelmed. You will be depressed. You will quit. You will have anxiety. But if you can lift up your heads, oh, I hear David in the back of my head. Lift up your heads, oh, ye gates, and be lifted up your everlasting doors, and the King of Glory shall come in. Who is the King of Glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord Paddle. Someone lift up your head. God is still with you. God is still with you. Somebody take a praise break right now. Wow, you want to shout about that? Watch this. Then he said, I swear to you, Moses, if Amalek ever comes up at you again, from generation to generation, I'll always fight them. When you build an altar, remember what I said earlier? And you name it, God becomes that in your future and god said if that thing ever shows back up because you built an altar and sacrificed and named it that i'm your protector in that situation if they ever come back to attack you again I swear to you i'll fight every time and god cannot lie and the word of god cannot return void and the devil's been condemning some of you about your past trying to bring it up into your mind condemning you in your present i've got to remind that right now you've got a god that when you were covered in the blood of jesus washed that away you need to remember what the lord has done for you and your sacrifice will keep god protecting you all the days of your life Generation, 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 generation. This sacrifice, Moses, this victory, Jehovah Nisi, will be alive to your kids and grandkids and great grandkids. What would you sacrifice if it you knew it would affect your kids? Grandkids. And then, I'm hurrying. Then, we find another altar. Gideon. Coward of all cowards. Scared. Consumed by the spirit of fear. Living, working in a cave surrounded by the enemy. He's trying to have a harvest. Well, that'll preach too. Trying to thresh wheat in a wine press. Trying to have a harvest in the dark. And he's trying his best to have something happen. But he's afraid. And an angel shows up and says, You're a mighty man of valor. And the angel's talking. Watch this. And then somehow in the conversation, God talks to the angel. Because the Bible says, and the Lord said, peace be unto you. Fear not, thou shalt not die. Okay? Now, if you're like me, you'd focus on the fear not, thou shalt not die. Thank you. But Gideon didn't hear any of that. All he heard was, peace be unto you. And he said... God just told me I'm going to have peace I'm going to build an altar and I'm going to name it God is my peace Jehovah Shalom and from this day forward I will not live in fear because I've got an altar I just built on top of fear and peace has replaced fear if fear is still consuming you that's a signal you need an altar if fear is controlling your life there's no altar but if you've got an altar with a sacrifice and a name on it God, I've been scared to death for years. I've been tormented by that for years. I've been afraid of this for day and night. I'm not going to let that go on one more week. I'm going to build an altar with a name that says you are going to deliver me from fear this week. You are the peace speaker. Last time I checked, he's still the prince of peace. And when he starts moving in an atmosphere where an altar has been built, where fear used to dwell, peace enters... And we sing, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Jehovah Nisi, Lord, you reign in victory. Jehovah Shiloh or Jehovah Shalom, my prince of peace. And I worship you because of who you are. We think that's a song. It's a song to us because it was a sacrifice to them. Jehovah Jireh is Jehovah Jireh to you because Abraham built an altar and said from this day forward He's Jehovah Jireh. He's a provider Jehovah Nisi is Jehovah Nisi to you your protector Because Moses built an altar and said he protected me and he said from this day forward He's going to protect us from generation to generation so I'm going to say it right now. He's Jehovah Nisi Jehovah Shalom is a song to you but to Gideon it was an altar they declare from this day forward God will bring peace ready and the song of your future is based on the sacrifice of your present about seven of you the song of your kids future will be based upon the altars that you build now i'm gonna thunder it from heaven in here the song that you want to be sang over your family needs an altar needs a sacrifice and it needs a name My kids strung out on drugs. My kids bash lit. My kids denounce God. I'd say it's time to build an altar and call it God is my child's deliverer. Some of you are patty cake like you don't think it'll work. Try it. I dare you, I dare you to build an altar, get a sacrifice that you don't want to give up, let it go and start declaring, God is going to deliver my child God is going to save my baby my child is going to be delivered by Jehovah Jesus knows if you make one Great sacrifice. You can save an entire world. What sacrifice would you make for your kids? I'm gonna help you with something. I'm done, I'm done, you can you can all stand. I'm gonna tell you something. If you have trouble fasting, let me help you with this. It's far easier to go on a fast if your kids have needs. Or you've got a family member that's lost. Because when you start naming the sacrifice for someone else in your life that's hurting or suffering. It's far easier to stay on the altar and sacrifice. Because you know if I don't do this, God's not going to reach them. So I'm going to give up everything. Because I know he is my child's healer. He is my grandkids savior. He's my husband's deliverer. He's my wife's wave maker. He's my grandmother's protector. He's the promise keeper to my uncle. He's my boss's answer. Whatever the need is. The altar has to be built. The flesh has to be killed. And the sacrifice must be named. Let me ask you something. What do you need God to be the rest of your life? The restorer, the protector. Watch this. Abraham said he's the provider. Moses said he's the protector. Gideon said he's the peace speaker. He's peace. You have access to peace, protection, and provision over someone else's sacrifice. And that was 4,000 plus years ago? What would you do for the next generation? I've had the devil try to kill all three of my kids now in the first four years of their life multiple times. But he's failed. Because I went 40 days every day Calling there and saying God every child I have This is for them That everything I struggled with Everything I was attacked by Everything I was afflicted by I will not let them get hurt by it Because you are their protector You are going to be their deliverer If the devil tries to attack them when I'm not around I know you're going to keep your hand on them I know no matter who attacks me personally That they're not going to attack them and I know I can't protect him from everything. But I can sacrifice to a degree that when I am dead and gone and in the grave should God tarry. When my boys and my daughter are still alive. They are walking under the protection of a sacrifice from their father. Let me tell you something. Some of you are in here right now because a mom prayed and fasted for you. A grandmother was on her knees wailing while you were a little baby. A father wept while driving down the road for your soul. You're not here by accident. God saw a sacrifice on an all and you're here enjoying it, but the Lord is telling me to tell you it's time to build your own altar. Yeah. I told you before, and I close. But what's an altar? An altar's getting up tomorrow on Monday, and I know we're tired, but I'm, I've never been more exhausted in all the ministry years. And, and you gotta pick up that rock tomorrow, pick up that prayer meeting tomorrow. Oh, <sighs> Boom. Read that Bible, pray to the Lord. And then Tuesday, I don't want to get up and pray. I want to sleep. I'm so tired. You got to build an altar. And Wednesday afternoon, coming home from work. Oh God, I'm so exhausted. I haven't prayed yet today. Oh, you're so worthy, Lord. Oh God, before I get home, I got to feel your presence. I love you, Jesus. I need you so much. I'm I'm helpless without you. I need you, Lord. I depend on you for everything. Boom. I get home and get in that Bible Thursday. And I'm sure next Sunday you'll be tired. But guess what? You have an altar built. And you've been killing flesh. Guess what's coming? Fire. Some of you think that's cute, but the fire I'm talking about is something that could happen next Sunday, life changing. Your kid could be in this building next Sunday morning with their hands raised, speaking in tongues, all because you get up tomorrow. All I want to know is, is there anybody ready to build an altar, kill some flesh, and name it so God can do what he wants? Somebody bring the name of your baby up here. Somebody bring a family member's name up here. Somebody bring a situation in your body up here. Somebody bring a mental situation up here. Oh. I'm I'm dealing with you. I'm coming after you right now. Someone bring a financial situation up here. Somebody bring the need. God is your peace. God is your protector. God is your provider. But there's got to be an altar. There's got to be a sacrifice. And there's got to be a name. Ignore everybody around you. Ignore everybody around you some of you are carrying rocks some of you got a sacrifice you know you have to make you know there's some flesh that needs to die and some of you got a name some of you have a name God I need you to be this I'm giving you a key today this morning Jehovah Jireh my provider Jehovah Nishi Lord you reign in victory Jehovah Shalom you're my prince of peace what do you need God to be? Altar open now. Someone start building. Someone start killing. And someone start naming. Someone start building. Someone start killing. And someone start naming. Someone start building. What are you going to give for God? What are you going to do for God? How many chapters are you going to read in your Bible tomorrow? How many minutes are you going to pray tomorrow? is salvation. God is my pastor's strength. God is the answer to my family. I hope you see your pastor's got his hand. shut down to the Holy Ghost to the Holy Ghost someone pray until you're in the spirit somebody pray till flesh is out of the way pray until you feel it you don't feel anything it's because your flesh is in the control come on pray until the flesh dies pray until the flesh is being consumed by the spirit pray until the spirit of God saturates you I do feel it. I gotta pray till he's here I gotta pray till he visits me I gotta pray till he know he knows I gotta pray till I know he knows I gotta pray till I know he's at my altar is he at your altar right now is he at your altar is there a sacrifice there is he about to consume what you're giving him Lord touch his body, Lord heal his body right now heal his body in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> to the Holy Ghost up here real strong, everybody. through the Holy Ghost up here real strong, everybody. People are praying real hard. Elders are crying tears. Moms and dads are praying with fire. Young people are letting it go right now. There's some people praying with the Holy Ghost anointing on them. There's some people praying and it's a real prayer. It's a flesh-killing prayer. It's a rock-building prayer. It's a naming God Prayer. You are my strength. You are my joy. You will be my everything. You are my everything. You will be my peace in the future. You will be my glory. You will be my all in all. You are the answer I need. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are my beginning and the end. You are good shepherd. You are the chief cornerstone. You are the lily of the valley. You are the rose of Sharon. You are my way maker. You are my everything. You are my line of Judah. You are my land which was slain. You are my advocate. You are everything to me. You are the way, the truth, and the life. You are the living bread. You are the living water. You're everything that I need. And so I build an altar to you because you're worthy. I can't live in the flesh anymore. I'm tired and exhausted, but i got to build some new altars this week. i got to build some new altars. We all need to build some new altars. We all need to go to another level. We all need to get God closer to us. Lord, do you see the fire? Lord, do you see my sacrifice? Lord, do you see that I'm trying? You see, I'm carrying a rock that's real heavy, but you're worthy, so I do it. You're worthy, so I do it. I'm exhausted, but you're worthy. I'm tired, but you're worthy. It's a heavy load, but you're worthy. It's for my kids' future, it's for my wife's future, it's for my grandkids. some flesh let's just kill some flesh give you something if you can hear me if you'll build the altar to God and name it God will build a table for you thou prepares me a table in the presence of my enemies Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you will build an altar, God will provide for you in the presence of your enemies. God will protect you in the presence of your enemies. God will give you peace in the presence of your enemies. I told them (laughs) a level, a, a little higher ground like a hill. God will set you above the enemy is what it means. I'm going to build you a table. I'm going to get you in a place where you see everything. I'm going to increase your vision. I'm going to let you be able to see things you can't see. A table is a, a piece of ground like a plateau. It's what David said God was going to set me on a table. He was going to provide a, a spot for me where I couldn't be attacked from the left the right, behind, or in front without seeing the enemy of the Holy Ghost from afar off. I'll prepare you a table in the presence of your Enemies, I'll raise you up. Somebody build the altar this message goes beyond this altar call i hope it goes into your house i hope i hope you get a spot in your house starting tomorrow morning where you get up and that's your altar that's where you meet god i hope there's a place i hope there's a spot on the floor where you open your bible and hell can't go near you because you're hearing the voice of god talk to you i pray altars start being built in houses a chaotic sacrifice be strategic I can honestly say every time I've had a serious need when the need gets serious enough I will put a sacrifice on it if it's a real need it, de- it demands a real sacrifice and God always comes through that's how he is a real sacrifice brings the real fire We can wander and hope and pray and cry and weep. Where are you, God? Or we can do something about it. I'm not getting off the altar until. Thank you, Jesus. Present your bodies a living sacrifice unto, him, unto God. Holy and acceptable. It's our reasonable service. you close your eyes and when it's about done, I want you to bow your head. I want to pray over your prayer life right now, if it's okay. It's all right, Pastor. I want to pray for their prayer lives right now. I pray that God would wake you up. Would not sleep but with a burning desire to touch Him. I pray that this week you'd have a prayer meeting like you've never had in your entire life. I pray you'd be able to get up and pray at any time you need to. Morning, noon, or night, whatever your time is, I pray that God opens that doorway for you, that nothing gets in the way of your prayer. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus for devotional time to read your Bible this week every day. I pray the word of God would speak to you as you walk by it in your house to reach it and grab it and open it and talk to the Lord. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would build an altar like you've never built one. That you'd build it as high as you can build it, as deep as you can build it, as wide as you can build it, as strong as you can build it. And I pray you do things for God only you can do. Make sacrifices only you can make. And he that seeth in secret shall reward you openly. He he said, when you pray, close the door and pray to your Father which is in secret. And he that seeth in secret shall reward you openly. When you fast don't show everybody he said just just smile and go on anoint your face and he said when you do it do it to your father in secret and your father will reward you openly when you give same thing listen to me when you obey god and build your altar do it privately make it the highest priority of your day i'm just gonna be honest with you if i don't make it the top priority of my day the night before it, it falls down the list it's got to be the top priority of my day before I go to sleep at night. It's got to be the number one thing I'm thinking about tomorrow morning. I've got to get up. I've got to pray. I've got I've to go through the tabernacle prayer. I've got to talk to God. Whatever your deal is, I don't know. But, but my deal is that the tabernacle, I've got to get up. I've got to get in the presence of God. I've got to read my Bible, certain amount of chapters. I've got to get a hold of God. If I go to bed thinking like that, it's, it's on. But if I go to bed as well, I'll get to it. Then I usually get to it. But, but I get all kind of stuff in the way first. I'm, I'm better when I kill flesh first. Versus letting flesh live a while throughout the day and then trying to kill it in the afternoon. I'm not telling you when to pray. I'm just telling you. It's, it just, I'm praying for you. That you make sure. It's the top priority of your day. Would you pray that with me right now? God, make it the top priority of my day. This week, the altar's got to be the top priority. Remind me at night when, I, when my eyes are about to close. Oh, i got to set my alarm. I've got to get out. Oh, God, I'm gonna shut up. The- in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm telling you, this is not going to be in vain. One sacrifice changes everything. One major sacrifice is a game-changer, a life-changer, a family-changer, a marriage-changer, a generation-changer. One major sacrifice. Let the altar call go home with you, in Jesus' name.